Hello, friends. I am Lynn McLaughlin. And I'm Karen Iverson Riggers. And this is Real, real by Ugly. <laughs> Let's get real. Real emotions, real experiences. Join us to explore authenticity and how to get real with yourself and others. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Real Vibes Only. I am here. This is me, Karen, and my co-host, Lynn. And we're getting like real, real today, y'all, because we logged on to our computers today and Lynn's like screen isn't working and my audio isn't working. So I'm like on my phone. So, you know, thank you for just like bearing with our real, our realness. <laughs> And, and maybe not like the highest quality audio today, um, but it's real. And we really, um, we want to keep the conversation going. So we, we carry on, right? We carry on. So here we are. So we, um, we love the work that we get to do. Um, we love the conversations that we get to have. And there's something that's been coming up um, quite a bit in conversations that we've been having with folks and we get asked to do a lot of custom training and custom conversations and this keeps coming up. And so we just wanted to, to talk about it uh, today. So, so many folks right now are really feeling, call it compassion fatigue, maybe you call it burnout, maybe you call it overwhelm, maybe it's just that feeling like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. We have all been carrying incredibly heavy loads the last three years. And now that we are trying to figure out, right, how do we, how do we do this life thing? <laughs> how do we do this life thing? And so we're carrying all of this load from the last three years and also trying to navigate the difficult space that is today. And so all of that, it makes sense. It makes sense that we are feeling fatigue, burnout, and overwhelm. So just to kind of open this dialogue and, and talk about this a little bit, Lynn, when you think about the words compassion, fatigue, and burnout, what comes to mind? What are the feelings? What are the experiences? Um, what does it look like? I instantly, as you were asking the question, had this image of a person walking with a huge sack of stuff on their back um, and feeling exhausted. Uh, for me, it shows up in sometimes irritability. Sometimes it shows up as just complete fatigue. Sometimes it shows up as isolation. Like I feel very alone in the fact that I'm having, I'm having trouble navigating life. Like it feels like too much. Um, those are the big, like I said, that image was just like poof, right out in front of me, what it looked like. Uh, and again, what it feels like to me is just that, that feeling of overwhelm and when I think of irritability and some of those other symptom-like things, I find it really hard to concentrate. I find it really hard to make a decision. Like, 
it feels like there's too many decisions to be made. So it'd just be easier to go to bed. Um, resting, isolation, depression. I mean, it shows up in all kinds of different ways, right? And I think a really important, and we we talk about this often, component of it is the emotional component and emotional wellness and how many emotions have been present that I haven't had the the space, the time, the energy to sit with. So they go in my backpack as well. And then the next day, more comes up and it goes in the backpack as well. And um, when it accumulates and the backpack starts to bust because there's so much, then the fatigue comes, the burnout comes, the overwhelm comes. Um, so I firmly believe it's it's incredibly tied to emotional wellness and the ability to validate emotions rather than going through life. And I know in the work environment, this is so true. It's check your emotions at the door, come in, do your job, produce, be productive, care for the people that you're caring for, if that's part of your job, um, and be happy. And the reality is is that's not life and maintaining that status quo of come to work, produce and be happy is exhausting. It's exhausting because that's not authentic. That's not real. That's not the way life is. That's not our human experience, but that's what we're asked to do. So those are some little tidbits that came to me as you asked that question. Yeah, a lot of that is the same for me and that image that you had of that that backpack folks are carrying, right? The big heavy bag of all of the emotion and all of the um, overwhelm and all of the you know, that that part that you mentioned about people being asked to just like just set it aside and continue on. Just set it aside and continue on. Just set it aside and continue on. And eventually, right, that becomes too overwhelming. And then I think we see things like I've been in human services in the nonprofit world for a long time. And I think we see things like people kind of disconnecting from other people, like losing that compassion, losing that compassion for other people. And the way that that spills out in the way that folks talk about the people that they're serving or um, the way that like we lose that compassion and we like step into judgment, right? That a lot of judgment comes with that. And I think those for me are some signs too. Like normally I'm a really patient person. And when I notice that start to like disappear, that's being able to be patient with myself, especially with my family. That's like a like, hey, little like warning light, like something is going on, right? And so I think we're, we're often asked to ignore those little warning lights when they first appear, right? Like that, like, if you will, that like yellow caution light, like caution, caution. <laughs> um, we are, we're starting to get overwhelmed. And I think we're often asked to ignore that or disconnect from that and continue on, like carry on, like suck it up, 
right? All, all of this. And that takes a toll. It takes a huge toll on folks. And we talk, when we talk about compassion, fatigue, and burnout, a lot of what we talk about is that folks are often asked to, as Lynn said, check your emotions at the door, to disconnect from your emotions. And when we talk about compassion, fatigue, and burnout, what we encourage folks to do in healing is to lean into emotion and to feel the feelings that you need to feel. And that takes some time, right? It takes some time. But this is time that we can't, we can't afford not to spend it. Like we can't, we, can't, we can't do that. We can't continue on the way that we, that we are right now. Um, and so taking that time to slow down enough to honor, you know, I just, had this meeting with a client and it was intense and I was holding space for all of the things that they were going through and it was unsolvable problems and it was, you know, mired in systems that are not working for folks and like all of that that gets piled and feeling helpless. And what if, you know, after that, I took five minutes, right? to honor the emotion that I'm feeling around it or to talk with somebody else about it, the feelings that are going on for me, instead of like running to my, my next meeting or checking my email or, you know, what, what might that look like in practice? So that practice of, of thinking about how we lean into and connect with the emotions that we're experiencing we really believe is a key to healing compassion fatigue and burnout. And I would, I would, the connection piece, right? So it's connection within that we can even identify what's going on within us, which creates a really big pause or a need for a really big pause and then also there is incredible healing that can happen in relationship when we share that with another person in a space of non-judgment and just honoring of the person's reality, whatever emotions are coming up. When you were talking about meeting with a client, I don't even remember who it was or what situation I was in, but that specific scenario where it's... Um, billable hours and back to back to back to back to back. And there's no time to pause and be human. I mean, you're human within the interaction, but sometimes there's also that, um, again, check your emotions at the door and creating spaces for that authenticity and realness is, I, I firmly believe, the only way out of all of the burnout that people are feeling and it, they're feeling it in every industry, in every, you know, it, it's across the board. Um, there is, and I think there's a huge element of dehumanizing that, that robotic being in the workplace, being robotic. And, and is it even really possible to turn that off and on or do you just turn it off? And then you find that, like you said, 
um, find myself being irritable with friends or family or um, because there's so much that I haven't had the time and space to sit with. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we talk about trends or we talk about things that we're seeing, right? And so more and more employers are, um, I think, noticing that this is happening, right? Compassion fatigue and burnout and that's that their, that their employees are feeling overwhelmed. And sometimes the answer that employers are like, oh, you know, let's encourage folks to do more self-care, which is, I think, like, I'm glad on the face of it, right, that there's recognition and saying, like, we're recognizing this, and so we'll give this, and so there's places that are giving self-care stipends or encouraging, you know, taking time off, and as we're talking with folks, like, we're seeing a few things happen, like, one is those things are there, and nobody's utilizing them, because, they are on the face being offered, but not really being encouraged. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, you know, here's this time that, oh, but you still have to like double your workload before you leave or when you come back, right? So some of those accommodations are not following all the way through. And I also think this, like, you go away and take care of yourself, right? Which is often self-care is wrapped up in and like, a capitalist like buy things to feel better or a construct of escape, right? And what you heard us talking about earlier is not this escape. It is go inside and connect. And so when we talk about what it means, what it means to really like to really think about self-care, it's about how we more deeply connect with ourselves and that could look like rest or it could look like you know getting out in nature it could it looks different for all of us in the ways that we think about not disconnecting and distracting and escaping but connecting and going deeper within and that might be ourselves, or it might be with you know those folks that we really have that deep, real connection with, where we can be real. And that is also a, a beautiful way to heal and a beautiful way to, to connect deeper within ourselves is with on our own or with somebody we trust. But we see, we see these trends, right? Like we see this happening in the messaging around, okay, like now everybody knows compassion fatigue, burnout, and overwhelm are a thing that many of us are experiencing and so when we when we talk about this we we're like we don't know all the things folks we don't know everything but we do think <laughs> we do think that we've got a little key like a little like unlock here that is is a really powerful way a really powerful way to heal some of these wounds that folks are carrying the other piece as you were talking about self-care and go go away, take care of yourself and come back and be productive. The other piece of that that hit me really hard in the heart is, isn't that isolating? 
And when we think of social isolation and connection as prevention that you and I talk about over and over and over and over, to be seen in a place of authentic, really hard humanity and allowing someone to see that and share that burden with us, that's where the power happens. You know, and we have to get in touch with that as well. So again, that both and, but as you were sharing the self-care piece, it's again, go away by yourself, take care of it and come back. And our country, we're going to do a whole podcast on the effects of social isolation and loneliness. But if self-care includes going away by yourself, we're missing the mark. We're missing Mm -hmm. the mark hugely. Mm -hmm. So creating opportunities for connection and healing and authenticity and realness um, in response to compassion, fatigue, and burnout, and that opportunity for real, authentic human connection where we have the ability and the space to say life is really hard right now. And there is no, well, just pull yourself up by the bootstraps or just keep going or you're going to need to push through it. We need to be able to say, no, that's not actually the answer. Mm -hmm. Do you hear the passion in my voice right there? I get really angry about that. Yes, I do. (laughs) I get really angry (laughs) about that. Um, Yeah. 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 So like the self-care as a means of isolating even more. Yeah. And to write also putting this on the individual. Mm -hmm. right like that it's all your responsibility it's all on your shoulders when folks are already carrying a super heavy load you know often when we like we like bring up the word self-care lots of times folks you know folks will ask you like oh how's your self-care and immediately I am like into the zone of judgment and shame like I am not doing enough I'm not doing it right I'm not, you know, all of that. And I think all of that gets layered on top of, on top of it already, or on top of what's already really heavy, right, for folks. And so, oh, yeah, we get, we get real passionate about this. And like, you just like say the word self-care around us and both of us are like, let me tell you about self-care. <laughs> <laughs> let me talk about that for a second. And and I am really passionate and I'd love to like reclaim that word of self-care in into its being of what it really is, right? To really be like focusing in on compassion for ourselves, on connection with ourselves, and I'm really caring and loving ourselves. Like if I were to redefine self-care, that would be what it would look like. Not like take a bubble so bath. So no bubble bath and latte. <laughs> no, you know, like I have to argue with a lot of times like the bubble bath thing comes up. And for me, like baths are like amazing, like an Epsom salt bath. And like that will change my whole like frame of being and pause to connect, like to be able to connect. But it has for me, it's really been a shift in the last few years of when I think about when I think about when I'm feeling overwhelmed, or even before I get into that place of overwhelm, when I'm starting to feel the little I would just like call it the little tingly feelings, like, I don't think I'm okay, right? 
that I lean into those things that help me connect with myself. And as a parent, right, as a, and as a life in the busy, like, pace that it is, it's hard, right? It's hard to carve out that time. It's hard to, when there's so much, like, there's so much else to do. Like, that's what I feel like. There's so much else to do. And, and yet, feeling the importance of getting outside to take my walk or my bike ride, right? That's a time for me to connect with myself, to connect with my thoughts. That movement is really powerful for me, especially walking in helping to process my day or process the emotions that are flowing through. So, you know, when I'm like, ooh, I'd love to like reclaim this and re like redefine what it means to take care of ourselves. And for me, that's, that is about how I deeply connect with my emotions and how I deeply connect with compassion for myself. Is that a pretty good soapbox? Oh, that was beautiful. Oh my <laughs> God. I saw Bruce Almighty the other day, bea beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So important. So important. And I think, you know, when I think of uh, employers or people making the decisions at a higher level, by investing that time to slow down, they're actually going to be, you know, when I think about producing and quality and not that those are the end game, they are for companies, but actually creating spaces for people to be human. I, when I think of the work world and how it can change in a way that is nurturing, fulfilling, realistic for the human spirit, mind, body, emotion, soul, all of that, investing that time into allowing for humanity in the workplace. Um, the reality is, we are not, you know, I always talk about personal and professional, and mine have become so blurred. They're like, I don't have a professional life and a personal life. I have Lynn. And I, I dream of that for everyone. You know, I, I dream of a world where you get up and you don't have to worry about how you're dressed or if your makeup is on or, you know, just all of those things that, that, have been thrown into white supremacy and capitalism. And if you can just get up and be yourself and whatever that looks like, um, allowing for that is part of combating compassion fatigue as well. Because if all of your energy is going into creating this persona or this, this compartmentalized self, and you only have, you know, you don't have the time to be authentic. I, I just think about, and I, I can speak to it because I remember it. I remember being in work environments where I was asked to be someone I'm not. I've been in work environments where I've been told, you know, you need to, you need to leave that over there um, when it was something my heart was screaming on. You know, and I I firmly believe that 
that that piece bringing humanity into and whether that's into the workplace definitely but i think in all places you know when i dream really really big about the world it's where there isn't compartmentalization everyone gets to just be who they are and if if however they are feeling at that moment is perfectly okay mm-hmm. and i know we've mm-hmm. got a ways to go <laughs> but i i think that's the work that you and i are doing and the passion we have for it and the results that we are feeling individually in living it and sharing it with others and how profound it has been in other people's healing. Um, Yeah, those are the kind of visions I have for the world. And I think it's possible, but it, it takes us slowing down and creating spaces for real humanity and real authenticity. And we're doing that, and, by the way. And we're doing, that's right. Right. Like, I, <laughs> and I really believe, I mean, some of that starts with, from within, right? From each of us, from each of us doing that work within. And then in a broader context, in each of us reaching out to offer that kind of space for other people, to offer that authentic space, right? What Lynn was talking about for like allowing folks to feel seen, heard, and valued just as they are, right? Without conditions, without it has to look like this, without, right, separate this part of yourself, without any, you know, these are the dreams that we have. And these, and, and it's happening. It is happening. Like, you know, as one person at a time as we're connecting with people and we really believe in the power of that kind of change, of us doing that change within and then connecting outside, right? And a lot of this conversation has about how we connect within. But when we think about compassion fatigue and burnout, when we're seeing that in other people too, how can we offer authentic space for them to be able to be real, to be vulnerable, to be authentic, right? I heard I heard somebody say, and I love this, like, you know, you ask folks how they are, like, how are you? And they say, fine. And then I will say, but are you okay? Right? Or thinking about how we can show, how we can show others that that space is available for them, that vulnerable, authentic space. Um, how did that go by so fast? <laughs> this might have to be a two-part. This might yeah. have to be a two-part, friend. This is right? a really good start, though. It's a really good start. It's a really good start. As always, we are so grateful that you took some time for you today to get real with your emotions, with yourself, with your authentic self. If there's ever anything that you're like, ooh, this would be a good topic for Real Vibes Only, like send us an email, send us a message and let us know what you'd like us to uh, get real about. You can visit our website at inflowcooperative.com to check out all of the training, all of the opportunities that we have. You can also visit communitylivingroom.org if you're looking for space. We have virtual space and in-person space as well, right? If you listen to this and you're like, oh, yes, that's me. I'm feeling this deeply. Um, we would love to hold space for what's real for you. We listen. 
we just listen in community living room. You can come just as you are, right? And we are here to hold space for whatever is present for you. So we love to connect with you. We love to um, we love to hear from you about what's real in your life and what's real for you. So please reach out if you are looking for connection. We are here. So as always, real stuff, real emotion, and real compassion. And I'm saying that out loud for myself, but for all of you as well, right? So hope that you're able to find some space today to just check in with yourself, to slow down, and to give yourself that authentic space to show up just as you are, because you are amazing, in case no one's told you that today. So until next time, Karen and Lynn signing off. We will look forward to visiting again on Real Vibes Only. Thanks, friends.